It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. For those that are truly awake, aware, and seeing the world through a clear lens, how unsettling it is to know that so many of your fellow passengers on our rapidly sinking ship, a.k.a. planet Earth, are the willfully blind, the morally bankrupt, and the clinically insane, all of whom are becoming increasingly desperate and or dangerous with each passing day. After the complete collapse of so many past civilizations, there was always somewhere to run, some place to hide. Not so anymore. Catastrophe, chaos, and carnage on an inconceivable scale is already unfolding. No, it's not just a recession or even a depression. It's collapse. Climate engineering is rapidly accelerating the process. If you want the brutal truth about just how bad it is, you're on the right broadcast. Let's get started. Listen carefully. This is very important. New science study calls geoengineering, quote, planetary treason, as Earth's biosphere is collapsing due to jet-sprayed aerosolized coal fly ash. This peer-reviewed science study was published in Advances in Social Science Research Journal. Here's an excerpt from the study. Earth's life support systems are breaking down, including the stratospheric ozone layer, which protects all higher life on the planet from deadly ultraviolet radiations. This breakdown is a direct result of human activities, including the large-scale manipulation of processes that affect Earth's climate, otherwise known as geoengineering. It continues, this study presents evidence that coal fly ash utilized in tropospheric aerosolized geoengineering is the primary cause of stratospheric ozone depletion, not chlorofluorocarbons, as decreed by the Montreal Protocol. The recently published peer-reviewed study continues with this. The misdiagnosis was a potentially fatal mistake by mankind. Coal fly ash particles uplifted to the stratosphere are collected and trapped by polar stratospheric clouds. In springtime, as these clouds begin to melt and evaporate, multiple coal fly ash compounds and other elements dispersed from geoengineering jet aircraft are released to react with and consume stratospheric ozone. Contrary to the prevailing narrative, the stratospheric ozone layer has already been badly damaged and now increasingly deadly ultraviolet radiation, UVB and UVC, penetrates to Earth's surface. Our time is short, the report states, to permanently end all geoengineering activities and to reduce and or eliminate all sources of aerosolized coal fly ash, including first and foremost, the jet sprayed emplacements into the troposphere that are systematically breaking down Earth's support systems and poisoning all life on the planet. That is what geoengineeringwatch.org has been trying to sound the alarm about for a decade and a half, and now we have peer-reviewed science study to back up everything we have said for that entire time. My deepest gratitude to the scientists that were responsible for producing and publishing this peer-reviewed science study. Yes, global climate engineering operations are a catastrophic and highly toxic reality. To learn more, check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org and view the groundbreaking climate engineering documentary titled The Dimming. Moving on. Drought and deluge scenarios are the hallmark 
of climate intervention operations. Let's start with the drought part. Last week from enenews.net, Western reservoirs could run dry in three years, top official warns. From the report, this, a top Centennial State official warned Colorado River Basin states that the system's federal reservoirs could effectively empty in a few short years, barring aggressive reductions to water demands. Colorado River Water Conservation District General Manager Andy Mueller painted a bleak picture for the basin's seven states, Arizona, California, Colorado, Nevada, New Mexico, Utah, and Wyoming. The climate engineers control the spigot. Remember that. This is what geoengineeringwatch.org has, again, been trying to warn about for so very long. And we're not guessing. We're not hypothesizing or speculating. We can see their activities on satellite radar images. They are systematically cutting off the flow of moisture to the U.S. West again and again and again. But it's not just about controlling food supplies. There are many, many agendas being carried out. One of those primary agendas is by setting up a high-pressure heat dome over the U.S. West, which spins the upper-level winds clockwise in the northern hemisphere and thus spins all the Pacific moisture clockwise around that dome of high pressure. They chemically nucleate this moisture, cooling it down, creating surface cool-downs further east in the eastern U.S. And this is also part of what they're trying to accomplish in the Arctic to mask the severity of polar meltdown until the last possible moment at any cost to the rest of the planet. They don't care about the consequences of what they do. They never have. Question, what kind of maniacs detonate 2,400 nuclear weapons on the planet just to see if they work? And many of those nuclear weapons were detonated in the atmosphere, even in the magnetosphere, hydrogen bombs. If you want to see the true depth of human insanity, view the film, Trinity, the nuclear bomb movie, narrated by William Shatner. You will be shocked at our species even still being alive on the planet today. So many in the human race are literally clinically insane, and they are the ones running the matrix, which includes controlling the weather, or at least completely derailing it. On that note, this headline from last week from TheHill.com, climate change plus a third straight La Nina is not a good thing. No, when the climate system is stuck in any position, when it's being manipulated, when it can't respond on its own to the damage already done, no, that's not a good thing. The climate engineers are manipulating, as I've already stated, upper-level wind currents. That manipulates precipitation. It manipulates ocean currents, which can affect the La Nina-El Nino scenario drastically. The weathermakers are doing everything they can to suppress another El Nino because the ocean will then release a tremendous amount of heat, which will propel atmospheric global temperatures to record-shattering heights again. A runaway train of planetary meltdown being further fueled by the climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare insanity. How close are we to impact? Let's keep connecting more puzzle pieces. New from WRALtechwire.com. Climate change and doomsday. Irreversible tipping points may mean the end of human civilization. From that report on this ongoing theme, tipping points, a.k.a. positive climate collapse feedback loops. Positive doesn't mean good. It means collapsing dominoes, a chain reaction that doesn't stop until the planet reaches a new equilibrium, a completely altered state that will very likely not support life. Global climate engineering operations are further fueling the entire scenario. Let's take a moment to catch up on the pandemic front. The entire CV-19 saga, and a long list of others like it, are aspects of the controller response to unfolding and accelerating biosphere collapse. The term 
thinning the herd comes to mind. On that note, listen carefully to this short audio excerpt from Dr. Ryan Cole, a specialist in anatomic pathology and clinical pathology. Here it is. The thing is that we're continuing on doing something that doesn't work for something that doesn't exist. So the, the shots have not, never been reformulated. They were made to cover Wuhan. Wuhan is gone. Omicron's here. The shots are now all risk, no benefit. This is a modality we've never used on humanity before, a lipid nanoparticle with a gene sequence in it. This is technically a gene-based product. It is not a traditional vaccine. Traditionally, vaccines, even against coronaviruses, never worked. What we're seeing with this are severe adverse reactions. Everybody hears about myocarditis. What they don't hear is that a lipid nanoparticle plus a modified gene sequence is a nuclear bomb. It's not just that this COVID shot is dangerous for people. It's this platform of lipid nanoparticle plus gene sequence has never been proven before. And what we're finding is immune suppression. We're finding increase in cancer rates because of that immune suppression. We're finding reactivation of viruses because of that immune suppression. And I, I won't get into all the detailed mechanisms of why I've studied this. We're seeing deaths from this shot at a rate uh, higher than any medical product ever used on humanity before. None of these are approved. We are literally doing the largest experiment on humanity ever done, not knowing the long-term outcomes. We only have a year and a half's data, and we have in the VAERS system 30,000 deaths, well over a million adverse reactions. We know that that system highly underreports. In the Eurovigilance data, we have millions of adverse reactions. We have countless deaths from around the world. And in addition to that, we have all-cause death higher now in those who have received these shots than those who didn't. So we know there are very bad signals from this experimental therapy. And in addition to that, we know that this gene sequence, normally a message or a messenger RNA in our body, you're making messages right now, I am, we're making proteins all day long. That message goes away in a minute or two, or sometimes an hour or two if you need to make more protein. What's happening with this, it's persisting in the body. Studies out of Stanford show it's persisting at least 60 days. You mentioned my colleague, Dr. Burkhardt, in Germany. In his studies, he found that spike still being deposited in blood vessel walls 120 days later. This is a dangerous product with no track record being used willy-nilly on humanity for a virus that no longer exists that does nothing but cause increased disease in those who now get additional series of these shots. So that's a long-winded answer, but those are all big concerns I have. What are some of the greatest harms that you're seeing in terms of pathology? Uh, the greatest harms are really across the board. Um, that lipid nanoparticle is like garlic. Once you stick it in the arm, it goes anywhere in the body, so it can damage the brain. Lipid nanoparticles were originally designed to take chemotherapy or potential gene agents to the brain. Where do you want, not want a toxin replicating itself? In your brain. So neurologic damage seems to be the highest one that we don't hear about in the news. Everybody hears about heart damage. My biggest concern is what we are persistently, chronically doing to induce permanent organ damage in people that may never get that back. The children are putting this needle with this gene in their arm is nothing short of child abuse anywhere in the world. 
wrong shot, wrong protein, wrong virus. With a lipid nanoparticle that we don't know where it's going to land, we do know it goes to their ovaries. We do know that these kids most have had COVID. You never give a vaccine to someone who's recovered from a disease. Scientifically illogical. So brain, heart, any organ, don't touch the children. It's abuse. Now, there's a substance, there's an ingredient in there. Oh, polyethylene glycol 2000. Right, which has been meant and created to evade the body's own immune system. Correct. But about 70 to 80% of people already have an antibody against polyethylene glycol. So when you hear of individuals dying immediately after their shot, it's because they're already pre-primed with an allergy to polyethylene glycol. So again, there, there are particles in these lipids that... If you, if you read the data from Acuitas in Canada that makes the majority of the world's lipid nanoparticles, they indicate clearly not for human use for research only. And meanwhile, they're using them on billions of people around the world. What's scary is I think a lot of people realize that the spike protein is causing harm, but also the lipid nanoparticle is both. something that, yeah, and now it's both factors. And what are you seeing with the spike protein in terms of how it's affecting the immune system and people's health? Sure, the spike protein gets into your very important immune cells, your T cells. Studies out of Sweden show that it gets in there and inhibits the ability for DNA repair. And that leaves two pathways in the cell, either self-destruction, apoptosis, or mutation. We're seeing an increase of leukemias and blood cancers after the rollout of these shots. The spike protein gets into mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of your cell and neural tissues. And when that happens, now your cells can't breathe properly and can't make appropriate membranes for themselves, can't make appropriate proteins, can't breathe properly, which means these cells are equivalent to the respiratory effect of a brain tumor. So we know it's damaging those as well. That spike protein can get into um, your liver cells as well. We know that the sequence itself can reverse transcribe in vitro studies, can reverse transcribe and become part of your DNA. If it can do it in the liver, it can do it in any part of your body. We don't have the studies to prove that yet because nobody's funding them. That spike protein induces the same inflammation in the heart, in the lungs, in the kidneys, in the liver, in the bone marrow that the disease itself was causing. And now we're giving a sequence to make individuals' bodies a spike protein toxin factory. Now any cell that makes that spike now becomes a target of your own immune system. Now your natural killer cells come in to destroy your own cells. The spike is the toxin, and we made a shot that makes your body the toxin factory. Again, that was Dr. Ryan Cole, a specialist in anatomic pathology and clinical pathology. Question, how much are we not being told by any official source or their mainstream media weapons of mass deception? Many major medical institutions are now beginning to back up the research findings of Dr. Ryan Cole and many other courageous physicians who are now beginning to step forward as well. Here's a recent report example of the institutions that are now confirming such research from the New England Journal of Medicine. Effects of vaccination and previous infection on Omicron infections in children. 
A new study published in the New England Journal of Medicine has concluded that the mRNA COVID-19 injections damage the natural immune system. The report also notes negative vaccine efficacy after five months for other age groups as well, a.k.a. acquired immune deficiency. To learn more about the proven dangers posed by vaccinations and the totality of what our government and mainstream media isn't telling you, go to Robert F. Kennedy's childrenshealthdefense.org. You'll be shocked by what you didn't know. You're listening to the weekly bad news broadcast, the Global Alert News Hour, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org and is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in numerous regions throughout the U.S., This is Dane Wigington, your host. Please check the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, our website again, geoengineeringwatch.org, for our YouTube channel posts of this report and other breaking issues. We hope you will subscribe to our YouTube channel, click the bell to get notifications of our new videos, likes, comments, and sharing helps us to get this broadcast out to new listeners. Also, our groundbreaking documentary exposing global climate engineering operations titled The Dimming, available to view for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Please help us to expand our voice and in doing so to help us more effectively sound the alarm. Again, our website, geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited source in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. For those that are new to the issue of climate engineering operations, the increasing drought deluge scenarios all over the world are the hallmark of these covert operations. On the other side of the world, Europe isn't the only region suffering the wrath of the climate engineers. This headline from last week from Fizz.org, Twilight of the Tigris, Iraq's mighty river is drying up. From that report, authorities have been forced to reduce Iraq's cultivated areas by half, meaning no crops will be grown in many regions. The World Bank warned last year that much of Iraq is likely to face a similar fate. The report then states, The years of war have destroyed much of Iraq's water infrastructure, with many cities, factories, and farms, and even hospitals left to dump their waste straight into the diminishing river. The wars in Iraq, spreading, quote, freedom and democracy, which was really about oil. How clear is that at this point? And about the Middle Eastern countries that were targeted immediately after 9-11, the list of countries to be targeted given to former NATO Supreme Commander General Wesley Clark less than a week after 9-11, a list that clearly existed before 9-11, as I've been over in this broadcast repeatedly. Every single one of those countries subsequently underwent a once-in-1,000-year drought, decimating their food production, thus stabilizing their populations, making them much easier to control and occupy. Weather warfare is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, the weapon with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. And the same processes are now being carried out on Western nations, including the United States. Connect the dots. Next headline, new from BBC. China, Europe, and U.S. drought is 2022 the driest year ever recorded. The drought apocalypse in parts of Africa isn't mentioned in this report, which isn't surprising. The carnage in Africa is always omitted from Western media sources. How many have stopped to ponder why so many African nations over many decades have allowed the U.S. military to set up bases within their borders? I just covered that. Cut off the rain 
to stabilize food production and thus populations and governments. They are then forced to comply with the demands of the U.S. military juggernaut that is larger than the next 10 biggest militaries in the world. That's how it works. Controlling the flow of resources from wherever they may be. It's called empire. Are other major powers more benevolent? Short answer, no. They're just on a far smaller scale. Though governments around the globe have so far actively or passively participated and cooperated in the climate engineering operations, at what point will that cooperation turn into infighting? Is it already occurring? Time will soon enough reveal the answer. Back to the report. Scientists say warmer and drier seasons are likely to become the norm. But, the report asks, have these past few months been the driest on record? So much crop-crushing drought all over the world. How can this occur when the laws of physics state that it must rain more on a rapidly warming planet? Much more. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. If it's raining less overall, there is a massive factor in the equation that we are not being told about, and that factor is climate engineering. Frontline data indicates we are past 3.5 degrees C of warming right now. Not 1.5, 3.5. Should have much more rain, we don't. Climate engineering is why. Where drought is not crushing crops, biblical-scale deluge is. Or record hailstorms, or flash freeze events from chemical ice nucleation operations. Far too consistent to be just chance. Climate engineering is being used as a weapon to control food supplies. From the UK Guardian, this, extreme hunger soaring in world's climate hotspots. That's a report from Oxfam. The report states, extreme hunger is closely linked to the climate crisis, with many areas of the world most affected by extreme weather experiencing severe food shortages. Research has shown, obviously, it goes hand in hand. We just covered so many of the reasons why. Again, control the weather, control the food supply, control populations, control the world, connect the dots. For over a decade, geoengineeringwatch.org has tried to sound the alarm about the damage being done to the ozone layer by the covert climate intervention operations. The ozone layer is now perilously close to a state of functional collapse, but the power structure-controlled so-called scientists are doing their absolute best to pacify populations with total propaganda till the brutal, bitter end. Here's a new case in point from news.un.org. Here's the headline. Global cooperation to protect the ozone layer can ensure a better future for us all. What a pack of Pollyanna lies. The report then states, Hailing the Montreal Protocol as the most successful environmental treaty ever, the UN Environmental Program said the instrument's adoption ended one of the biggest threats ever to face humanity as a whole, the depletion of the ozone layer. This is a total fabrication. Again, pacification of populations to the brutal bitter end. It is not hard to feel the intensely burning sun if you're in unobstructed sunlight. It does depend on the day and the conditions. The depletion of the ozone layer is not uniform globally. It waxes and wanes, but it is going downhill fast. Please search the ozone destruction section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to see what our conclusions are from metering that we do working with a former NASA contract engineer. The readings and the reports are shocking and alarming. Moving on, simulations show increased jet stream waviness due to asymmetric rise in global temperatures. Again, 
no mention of climate engineering. The radio frequency microwave transmissions from facilities like HARP in Alaska and about 100 more like it around the globe, and many, many more ground-based transmitters on a smaller scale that are used to manipulate weather systems over land and cyclonic rotations as they approach land. Search the geoengineeringwatch.org hurricane section to learn more about that. More on hurricanes in a moment as well. Please stay with me. But about the chaotic jet stream, ionosphere heater facilities, again like HARP in Alaska, are the core of the equation. For the so-called climate science community to blame temperature rise alone and to completely omit climate engineering is nothing short of criminal. Next headline, just published from the European Space Agency. Mediterranean Sea hit by marine heat wave. From that report, many parts of Europe saw record-breaking temperatures over the summer, but it wasn't just the continental mainland that was affected. The Mediterranean Sea also suffered a major marine heat wave. This is hugely problematic. When the oceans die, we die, and they are dying by the day. Let me continue through this series of reports, and we'll connect the dots. From Axios.com, climate change drives record North Atlantic marine heat wave. From that report, the North Atlantic is almost 8 degrees Fahrenheit above normal. That's profoundly high. The North Pacific, the same. Parts of the Arctic Ocean are nearly 25 degrees Fahrenheit above normal. Let me stop there for a moment to put this into context. A cubic meter of seawater contains 4,000 times the thermal energy of a cubic meter of air. Back to the report on the triple La Nina that's occurring in the effort of the climate engineers to try to force upper-level wind currents to affect ocean currents to keep that heat bottled up in the ocean for as long as possible, building up pressure, building up heat, which is all going to release back into the atmosphere with devastating effects. But in the meantime, our seas continue to superheat. The oceanic die-off continues to accelerate. But the heating is not the only lethal factor. On that note, this headline from last week, also from Axios.com. Quote, complete mystery. Experts baffled after back-to-back strandings killed hundreds of whales. Yes, another complete mystery that the so-called experts just can't figure out because they're paid not to. U.S. nuclear submarines and submarines from other nations are all over the Southern Hemisphere with their whale brain-busting sonar. Ionosphere heaters are beaming their deadly signals off the now-reflective climate-engineered atmosphere. The EMF radiation then saturates our seas. And none of this, of course, is even on the radar of the so-called experts. I've been inches away from a whale. They are miraculous beyond description and likely far more intelligent than us. Their brains can be six times larger than ours. Does our species deserve to even inhabit this formerly thriving oasis of life? Welcome to the Planetary Asylum. Back to the bad news avalanche, it's not only the skies that are no longer blue. From multiple sources, climate change is making lakes less blue. From that report, if global warming persists, blue lakes worldwide are at risk of turning green-brown, according to a new study, which presents the first global inventory of lake color. Shifts in lake water color can indicate a loss of ecosystem health. The new research was published in Geophysical Research Letters. Here we go again. Does it really take a team of scientists to come to the conclusion that when a formerly blue lake turns brown, there's probably something wrong? Shaking my head on that one. Here's a footnote. When viewing film footage from around the world, take notice of how many skies are white and how many trees are sickly looking and dead. 
I'm always shocked at how many in the ranks of the human race there are that wouldn't notice if the sky was on fire. Oblivious. It's the theme of the age. The Anthropocene Epoch, i.e. the Age of Man, that will have come and gone in the geologic blink of an eye, like the flash in a pan. As mentioned at the start of this broadcast from WRALTechWire.com, climate change and doomsday. Irreversible tipping points may mean the end of human civilization. It will mean much worse than that on the current course. The report states planet Earth is standing on a precipice where irreversible climate change tipping points are about to trigger. No, correction. About 50 or more are already triggered. Keep that in mind. The report continues. If they trigger and they have, the topic of climate change will shift from, quote, problematic to completely catastrophic for all life on Earth, end quote. Things will change, the report says, from maybe with a concerted effort humanity can solve the climate crisis, end quote, into, quote, there is nothing we can do to put the genie back in the bottle, and humanity is doomed. Unfortunately, on the current course, it's not just humanity. It's the entire web of life. The report then says it's now or never when it comes to climate change solutions. Once irreversibility enters the picture, there is no turning back. As I've stated so many times in this broadcast, we went through the guardrail, the point of no return, about two decades ago. Now the question is, can we salvage any part of Earth's remaining life support systems? The report then states this, quote, Who will make the decision to start planetary geoengineering and then do it? Question mark. Directly from this report from the so-called climate science community, as if it hasn't already been going on for 75-plus years. So many in the so-called climate science community have either gone clinically insane or are paid to propagate the most absurd and impossible fantasy so-called solutions to climate collapse. Again, here's an example list. Space mirrors to block the sun. A $100 billion underwater wall for each melting glacier. Walls to hold up the glacier from collapsing and to keep rapidly warming waters from melting glaciers from below. Of course... This is totally impossible, a delusion, but the so-called climate science community pretends they could do this. There's more. The so-called experts claim they could launch Brazil-sized balloons into space to block the sun. How could they actually accomplish this? They don't have any idea, but who cares? All the paid scientists, disinformation, and distraction agents need to accomplish is to make already apathetic populations believe that somehow... Somewhere, someone is doing something to magically save them from impending near-term mathematically certain extinction. There's more, again, covering the entire Arctic and Antarctica and Greenland with tarps to block the sun. There is trying to refreeze the polar oceans with sea surface chemical ice nucleation dumps, but in this case, it's long since been going on. The result, not surprisingly, making an already dire scenario far worse, not better. If you want to see satellite images of sea surface chemical ice nucleation in the Arctic, check this geoengineeringwatch.org title. What are the climate engineers doing in the Arctic? Astounding images and dead scientists. Moving on, much to cover, and I never have enough time in this broadcast, but I'll try. New from usatoday.com, oceans rise, houses fall. The California beach dream home is turning into a nightmare. From that report, tens of thousands of people who live along California's coast may be forced to flee in coming decades as climate change leads to rising seas and makes swaths of the state's iconic coast uninhabitable. The report then states, as sea level rise projections grow more dire, experts now say permanently living on the ocean edge isn't sustainable. I hear from some 
that tenaciously claim sea level rise isn't happening because when they go to the coast, they don't see anyone snorkeling in their front yards. Here's a reality check. Only a single foot of additional sea level rise will wreak havoc on coastal habitation, farming, and infrastructure. Miami's an example city. Miami will be abandoned due to sea level rise when the Thwaites Glacier collapses and it's already collapsing. This means that 6 million Miami residents will need to move somewhere else. Good luck with that. Also for the record, Miami is currently spending about a billion dollars a year just to try to keep their streets dry, pumping them out from every direction they can. Moving on, about hurricanes and hurricane manipulation. Hurricane season remains far from over due to dry climate. This is a new report from multiple sources. They say, why is there so much dry air? Question mark. Compared with an average summer, there have been a lot of mid-latitude frontal systems moving across the North Atlantic, and that has caused there to be drier sinking air, i.e., high-pressure heat domes. The report states storms have the potential to intensify rapidly close to land. Why are they rapidly intensifying close to land? Because the climate engineers, after 75 years of hurricane manipulation, know to keep those storms weakened so they can be more easily steered when they're over the ocean. Once they're near to land and they can utilize land-based radio frequency microwave transmissions to steer these storms, that's exactly what they do. They let them intensify at that point or they augment that intensification. When the storms spin up to full strength out to sea, like Hurricane Fiona is now, they can point them in the general direction, manipulate upper-level pressure zones, and still have some steering capability. And I recognize as well, on this subject, so many will hear that kind of conclusion, that hurricane manipulation is real, and they will roll their eyes and walk away without doing a second's honest research. They won't look at any historical data. They won't research Project Cirrus, the beginning of the U.S. military's hurricane manipulation, that was extraordinarily successful and damaging, even on an extremely low scale. What can they do now? Please search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricane. Search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricane Harvey to see the actual recording of the ground-based microwave transmissions that held that storm in place. You can see the transmissions interacting with the storm. I'm not asking anybody to believe me. I'm asking for some real research to be done. Have a reason for your opinion, and so many people unfortunately don't. They operate off preconception, programming, and ideology, and that's a very poor means to reach a conclusion. So back to Hurricane Fiona. The slaughtering of Puerto Rico, again, almost five years to the day since Hurricane Maria. Please search geoengineeringwatch.org Hurricane Maria, weather warfare, and military bases to see that report of what the steering of Hurricane Maria did to Puerto Rico. And now we have it happening again. How many in the meteorological community for a paycheck and a pension continue to lie and deny the weather warfare insanity? And sadly, far too many are all too happy to be lied to. This must change, and that effort will take all of us. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the Bad News Broadcast, installment number 372, September 24th, 2022. 
This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, Tucson, Arizona, San Bernardino, California, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and now in North Carolina. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. In regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share it is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineeringwatch.org video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still aren't looking up. Geoengineeringwatch.org awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal is to provide activists with what they need to move this fight forward. There are very high quality printed materials and just added climate engineering conversation starters are new geoengineeringwatch.org shirts, scannable business cards, and bumper stickers. All effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. And that's how you plant a seed of awareness. Doing so is the first and most important leap we can make toward getting the as-of-yet uninformed to start looking up. If you want to share a picture with us wearing a geoengineeringwatch.org t-shirt, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, busy street downtown, etc., please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is coming for our materials page, where it will encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Our new shirts are exceptional tools for starting the all-important conversation about what's happening in our skies. Moving on, more headlines. This from last week, multiple sources. Surprise hydrological shifts in peril water sources. Why is it a surprise? Because they will not admit to the climate engineering elephant in the equation. Yes, there are countless forms of human damage to the planet. We've been very poor stewards of this formerly thriving oasis of life. But the climate engineering factor is the most destructive form of human activity of all. Next headline, same theme. The aviation industry needs to overhaul its response to climate change. They have. It's called geoengineering. We're not implicating commercial pilots or personnel. They do not appear to be involved, but they certainly know this is going on. Many of them do. We're passing on our booklets to commercial pilots that are leaving them in lunchrooms and other covert places trying to sound the alarm without losing their jobs. Because even though the commercial personnel are not involved or commercial pilots, their aircraft are absolutely being used. How do we know? Because we have up-close film footage of their aircraft, commercial markings, nozzles visible, turning on and off at altitude. We have up-close photographs of the retrofit nozzles mounted on the wing pylons aimed into the exhaust jet stream to make this look like, quote, condensation, which it is not. Please Search the Jet Spring section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Search our other categories. Do some research. Look at the data. Then make your decision about what's actually happening in our skies. Moving on back to the western U.S. Is the drought over? 
this headline from last week from msn.org. West Coast storm to bring drought relief an early taste of winter. From that report, AccuWeather forecasters say potent storm system will stall offshore for a couple days and allow for a steady soaking rain in Northern California for a select few areas at high elevations. A bit of wet snow may even be possible. Yes, the wet concrete light chemical ice nucleated material they call snow now full of the climate engineering elements we know from our testing and as far as the steady soaking rain it didn't happen perhaps there were one or two locations somewhere but in general the rain was migrated further to the east and to the north last saturday the climate engineers migrated incoming pacific moisture And that moisture was migrated right over the top of much of Northern California, as expected. And as has been the case so much of the time for so many years, much or most of the incoming Pacific moisture is robbed by the weather makers for use further inland or further north in the U.S. So often satellite radar loops show rain in locations where it isn't actually occurring. On other occasions, the loops don't show any rain, but it is occurring. This begs the question, are these loops authentic or nothing more than computer-generated images manufactured by the geoengineering private defense contractors Raytheon and Lockheed Martin, both of whom participate in producing the weather modeling for the nation's weather personnel, the National Weather Service and the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the same National Weather so-called forecasting personnel that have illegal federal gag orders on them. More bad news headlines. This one from PNAS.org. Increasing wildfire impacts on snowpack in the western U.S. What is this report insinuating? When you scorch an entire mountain and it no longer has forests or trees on it, it's just blackened dirt, that snow doesn't stick around long in the spring. There's nothing to block the UV. It changes the entire chemistry of that area. And this is, again, one of the feedback loops. And as far as planting new trees in those regions, they are not growing at all. Success rate for planting the saplings in Northern California, my region by Lake Shasta, zero. Used to be 95%, now it's zero. Good luck on regenerating forests. Search geoengineering and the dying of the trees. Watch that short video report to learn more about why the trees are not rejuvenating and in fact are dying all over the globe next report multiple sources september sizzle record challenging heat wave to scorch central u.s a quote ridge of high pressure the high pressure heat dome ionosphere heater induced sometimes referred to as a heat dome says right in the article will continue to slowly build over the central plains over the next several days as the official start of fall approaches temperatures will throttle up to levels more typical of the middle of summer and challenge numerous record highs across the nation's midsection the heartland of the united states has experienced a weather roller coaster as of late with temperatures seemingly to quickly surge up and down this is called weather whack-a-mole with climate engineering at the core of it where they have enough moisture they can chemically nucleate that moisture create a short-term highly toxic surface cool down as soon as that moisture's gone as soon as that system's gone maybe a day or two later the temperatures go right back up same thing's happening in northern california after our supposed soaking rain that wasn't we're going back up to pushing 100 degrees as we approach october continuing on next headline alaska flooding historic storm batters western alaska coast i've said so many times in this broadcast the high pressure heat dome u.s west coast rotates clockwise upper level winds clockwise around that pushes our moisture up and over much of the western u.s hits bc and canada exactly what's happening here 
the moisture streamed into parts of Canada, wreaking havoc, doing an immense amount of damage. They chemically nucleate that moisture, flows back down to other parts of the U.S. where they continue to create surface cooldowns. And the surface cooldowns serve to confuse and divide the population as the true state of planetary meltdown until the last possible moment. They sensationalize these cold, cold, cold storms. Even if it was 85 degrees the day before, as happens in Denver over and over, goes from an all-time record high of 85 to single digits in snow in a day, and nobody questions that. They think it's nature, because that's what the so-called experts tell them to think. More in Alaska, sea foam covers the streets of Nome, Alaska. Nobody questions this either. The surfactants that are in the climate engineering aerosol dispersion. Surfactants used to keep the particulate matter from coagulating together. Surfactants are what makes soap, soap. Is it any wonder that there's foaming rain and sea foam that sometimes in some places can be 10 feet thick? Again, the so-called experts pretend it's just nature. Moving on, more on Hurricane Fiona that was used to again decimate Puerto Rico, to sideswipe Bermuda, and now is hurling into Canada. Here's a headline from CNN from last week. Fearsome Hurricane Fiona could be Canada's strongest ever storm by far. Yes, Canada hit by a hurricane. We won't have a full assessment of devastation for several more days, but this storm will likely lay waste to parts of Canada. For the record, the U.S. military again commenced the first hurricane manipulation program in 1947. Project Cirrus, 75 years ago. Question, how much better at it do you imagine they are by now? Welcome to weather warfare. That, in this case, is also being used again to mask the severity of polar meltdown. Fiona and its moisture will be heavily ice-nucleated to provide a short-term, highly toxic surface cool-down. For those that are new to this broadcast and new to the subject of chemical ice nucleation for weather modification, i.e. engineered winter events, please search and view the entire engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Better yet, also search the engineering drought section, the engineering wildfire section. This is a fight for life. This is not just one more subject to add to your list. If we don't expose and stop what's happening in our skies, which is not only completely unraveling Earth's remaining life support systems, it's contaminating the entire biosphere in every breath we take. Mathematically and statistically speaking, climate engineering is the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face, short of nuclear cataclysm. And even there, Climate engineering is a factor, destroying the protective layers of the atmosphere, leaving us now vulnerable to a coronal mass ejection solar flare, which will shut down nuclear plants around the globe because they lose the grid power. And now we have Fukushima times who knows how many. Climate engineering from every conceivable direction is pounding the nails into our collective coffins. It must be stopped or we're done. How do we stop it? Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn how you can help to move this fight forward. Perhaps Biden, the sock puppet, can save us from ourselves with some offshore wind power. Last week from Yahoo News, Biden pledges $50 million for floating wind turbines off U.S. coasts. Reports says the effort is aimed at positioning the U.S. to be a world leader in selling and using floating wind turbines that can generate electricity in deep waters outside the reach of conventional equipment that must be installed in the seabed. Higher costs and operational concerns are deterring more widespread deployment. This simply fits into the same category of Brazil-sized balloons in space. It's simply doubling down on the insanity, a snake eating its own tail. 
about so-called renewable energy. This follow-up report from mongabay.com. EU votes to keep woody biomass as renewable energy ignores climate risk. Report states, despite growing public opposition, the European Parliament voted to not declassify woody biomass as renewable energy. The forest biomass industry quickly declared victory. The EU Parliament is spending billions annually to subsidize the burning of wood for energy, a process ultimately dirtier than coal. The insanity of the human race has no bounds. Cutting down our remaining forests to keep the party going just a bit longer. Extremely near-term planetary omnicide is looming over our collective heads and almost none see it. Moving on, more headlines. Again, climate engineering drought deluge scenarios, the hallmark of climate engineering operations. On that note, this headline from Reuters.com, at least 10 dead as flash floods hit central Italy. Another headline from last week, Pakistan is still underwater and now other factors are entering the equation. The herd thinning continues from ABC News. Waterborne diseases spread among flood victims in Pakistan, leaving many children in critical condition. How long will the nightmare continue in Pakistan? From news.un.org, this Pakistan floods, six-month wait for water to recede. Warn relief agencies. Report states millions of people in Pakistan are still deeply affected by catastrophic flooding, which, quote, is not going anywhere, end quote, UN relief agencies said on Tuesday of last week. Perhaps now Pakistan will know that they are not allowed to be allies with anyone but the U.S. That is part of this equation. Let's dive deeper into the insanity. We heard Biden's plan for saving us from ourselves. What's Governor Newsom got up his sleeve? This headline from last week. California governor signs, quote, most aggressive package of green laws. From that report, the following statements from Governor Newsom, quote, this month has been a wake-up call for all of us that later is too late to act on climate change. California isn't waiting anymore, end quote. Newsom then said this, together with the legislature, California is taking the most aggressive action on climate our nation has ever seen. He continues, we're cleaning the air we breathe, holding the big polluters accountable and ushering in a new era for clean energy. Newsom continued, that's climate action done the California way. And we're not only doubling down, we're just getting started, end quote. Yes, Gavin is doubling down on his deception and his ongoing denial of climate engineering operations, which is the single greatest source of highly toxic atmospheric particle pollution, and Newsom absolutely knows this. Again, I've stated this on many broadcasts. I gave a full data presentation to Newsom and his top aide in his office in the Capitol. He has done nothing because that's exactly what he's paid to do. Moving on, next headline from last week, same theme of delusional stupidity. Never going to happen. California seeks to ban sales of diesel big rigs in a bold bid to cut pollution. They say they're going to do this by 2040, but no need to worry. It's never going to happen. We're not going to be here by 2040. Certainly, anyone who might be, possibly, they won't be driving anything. This will be Mad Max on steroids at best, long before 2040. From the intercept.com. Fossil fuel industry seeks to expand free speech for corporations and limit it for citizens. No surprise. It's fascism. As oil companies push to criminalize dissent, they're also making the case that climate denialism is protected speech, not fraudulent advertising. But here's the paradox. All the entities and agencies and individuals that feel so justified fighting against the climate denialism are themselves neck deep 
in climate engineering denialism. The biggest factor of all in the equation. Here's the bottom line. The global, industrialized, militarized matrix of insanity will try to sustain its own survival at any cost until nothing is left. When I hear someone use the term climate alarmists, I know I'm hearing an individual that has no clue about climate engineering, about the countless forms of other anthropogenic damage to the planet, or about the fact that the planet's life support systems are failing by the day. Power structure programming runs deep, and it's not easily broken, even as converging catastrophes close in from every conceivable direction. The inability of the masses to not see, accept, or sometimes even to hear uncomfortable truths has a multifaceted and long history. Consider the following from Edward Bernays' 1928 essay on propaganda. He stated, quote, The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. We are governed, our minds are molded, our tastes are formed, our ideas suggested largely by men we have never heard of, end quote. The state of the world and the behavior of so many in it can and all too often does leave many in a state of deep despair, angst, and apathy. So many feel completely helpless. So many feel that there is nothing they can do to make a difference for the better. But such a conclusion is false. Making a difference starts with focusing on what is within your power. Each of us, all of us, has the power to help awaken those around us to what is unfolding, to what we are not being told, to what the global controllers and those who serve them are doing their absolute best to hide until the last possible moment. The moment of impact. It's up to us, each of us, all of us, to join in this most critically important effort to beat them to the intersection. We can, we must, reach a critical mass of awareness in the population before the powers that be are ready for that to happen. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details about how you can help to move this fight forward. We're playing a game of chess. We must learn how to play well, effectively, and efficiently. We must make every day count. We must make every move count. Time is not on our side. Never forget this fact. The hallmark of a healthy mind, of a healthy spiritual perspective, is an unyielding willingness to face the truth head-on, no matter how dire that truth is. Our will is our only true possession. Morality, virtue, honor, fortitude. These traits must be nurtured and protected at all costs. They cannot be taken from us only abandoned, and that we must never allow. Share credible data from a credible source to help awaken those around you. Geoengineeringwatch.org will continue to strive to be that source. Why are we here if not to do everything in our power to contribute to such an effort? We are the ones that we have been waiting for. Stay strong, stay determined, never give up ever. Until next week, this is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.